This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Too much screen time and digital diversion for kids can mean less attention to studies, in particular homework that doesn't get done. A pediatric physician shares research findings. What is the relationship between the amount of daily digital media exposure and how often they complete their homework? Then, a little-known insurance database can impact what you pay for auto and home insurance. We'll hear from an expert. Ask the seller of a property for a copy of the clue report. Only the seller has access to it. That will give you some valuable information about what's happened on the property before your time. Those two stories and much more are coming your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Don't go away. Our show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. When you ask kids to choose between their digital devices and getting their homework done, can you guess which activity comes out ahead? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey talks with a physician who shares research findings. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Dr. Stephanie Ruest. She's a pediatric emergency medicine fellow at Rhode Island Hospital and a co-author of a study at the Brown University School of Public Health of how digital devices affect whether kids get their homework done or not. Dr. Ruest, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here to talk about our study. So first, what was your definition of digital devices for this study? Because there are so many distractions beyond just cell phones. That's such a great question. I think in this day and age, digital media is everywhere, and the number of devices seems to be growing and growing. From our standpoint, the data set that we used was the National Survey of Children's Health, which is a very large cross-sectional survey done in the United States. And they had two specific questions that they asked parents in terms of their child's digital media exposure. And both of them specifically addressed television, computers, video games, tablets, and smartphones. And then they specifically said, or any other digital media device. And this was for use for purposes other than schoolwork. So what exactly were you trying to determine in your study? There's been a lot of research looking at a variety of outcomes as it relates to digital media exposure. There's been studies that have looked at the relationship between digital media and physical health, including obesity, sleeping, and how digital media impacts a good night's sleep, as well as some previous measures of academic success. And one area that had a bit of data that was yet to be explored was how digital media is related to measures of childhood flourishing. Flourishing is really just a sense of a child's overall positive well-being. And there's no one particular way of defining this. But essentially, it's looking at children's overall social and emotional well-being, engagement in learning, resilience, sense of accomplishment, as well as diligence and other indicators of academic performance. And so different researchers have used various markers to assess this. But the National Survey of Children's Health asks five specific questions for children ages 6 to 17, so school-age children, asking parents how often they felt that their child completed the homework that they were required to do, finished tasks that they started, showed interest and curiosity in learning new things, caring about doing well in school, 
and staying calm when faced with challenges. And so what my co-authors and I were interested in is what is the relationship between the amount of daily digital media exposure and these measures of childhood flourishing. And so what did you find in terms of how many kids were not getting their homework done because of digital devices? The way parents responded to these questions were if they felt that their child sometimes, always, usually, rarely or never completed or showed these markers. And so for us, what we looked at was the frequency with which parents report that their child always or usually demonstrate these five flourishing markers, starting first with how often they complete their homework. And what we found when controlling for age, sex, and poverty level was that for every two additional hours of combined total daily digital media exposure, there was an incremental decline in the odds of demonstrating these flourishing markers usually or always. And so when we then look specifically at different levels of poverty, sex, and age, we find that these trends are still statistically significant. Our guest on InfoTrack is Stephanie Ruest, MD. She's a pediatric emergency medicine fellow at Rhode Island Hospital and a fellow of the American Academy of Pediatrics. And she recently conducted a study of how digital devices affect whether kids get their homework done or not. It makes me wonder, as a parent myself, how much of a handle any parent can really have on how much digital usage their child has, because the child can go to their room, and as long as they're awake, chances are they're probably on their smartphone. That's such a great point, and I think that this is the struggle that parents and caregivers face every day, and pediatricians also face when trying to come up with appropriate recommendations on how to address this. At the American Academy of Pediatrics conference that just occurred in California, a new set of recommendations or updated guidelines were released, specifically addressing these sort of questions and concerns that parents and caregivers have. Ideally, parents should be setting some time limits on the amount of digital media exposure. For example, in our study, what we found is that only 65% of parents report setting limits on their children when their children are watching more than six hours a day of digital media. So there's still room for improvement in just thinking about and starting to set limits at home. But the AAP knows that this is not enough. And so other reasonable suggestions are things like setting media-free times or areas in the home. So mealtime is an excellent example where parents and caregivers can say that there's going to be no TV, no digital media, and that's not just for the kids, but for the parents and caregivers acting as role models and doing the same. Another thing, as you just alluded to, is exposure to digital media in the bedroom. And the American Academy of Pediatrics does recommend um, removing digital media devices from the bedroom at night, and this goes the gamut from televisions to smartphones and tablets. And I think starting at a younger age is really important because if you let your children have unlimited access when they're young and then they move into the teen years where you have much less direct observation and control over some of their digital media behaviors, it's a lot harder to start imposing those restrictions. Whereas if you start it from the beginning, as they're growing up, these sort of become more ingrained in the routine of the family. Was there anything in particular that jumped out of you that surprised you in terms of uh, what you found in the study? I'm not actually sure that these are particularly surprising results. I think previous researchers have hypothesized that time spent with digital media 
maybe displacing time that kids could otherwise be spent doing academically rich behaviors such as reading for pleasure, playing imaginary games that help stimulate education, focusing on homework, and otherwise interacting with family members. And so I think that this study adds that regardless of a child's age, sex, or family income level, that the combined additive effect of all of the digital media devices does have a relationship, a negative relationship, with these additional markers of childhood flourishing. Dr. Stephanie Ruas, Pediatric Emergency Fellow at the Rhode Island Hospital and a Fellow at the American Academy of Pediatrics, thank you very much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you again. I appreciate it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, a little-known database can impact what you pay for insurance. The Inside Story, coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.